Welcome back to Catholic Doctrine Bible Study. This is session 31. I'm your host, Jim Hawk. In this session, we'll be looking at, uh, again, continuing on in Matthew chapter 26, and we'll be looking specifically at the Lord's Supper, and we will see the connection between uh, the Lord's Supper here, the Last Supper, if you will, and the Jewish Passover, and why that connection is so important to our faith, specifically to Catholicism. So, um, anyway, unless you're driving, open your Bible to Matthew chapter 26, and we'll start with verse 26. So it says, while they were eating, so this is the Passover meal, Jesus took bread, said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to his disciples and said, take this and eat. This is my body. He didn't say it represents my body. He said, this is my body. So for those uh, fundamentalists uh, who insist on a literal reading of the Bible, I always find it interesting. They want everything to be read literally, except when it's something that they don't want to be read literally. And this is one of those. Note that he says, this is my body. Now, when I was in the uh, Protestant world, uh, I was given a different explanation of this verse. I was told, well, when Jesus said, this is my body, think of a roadmap. And if somebody says, uh, how do you get to downtown Chicago? You'd take out a map and you'd look on the map and you'd say, okay, this is where we are here. And you'd point to where we are in the map. This is where you're wanting to go. You know, you get on the L and you, you get off at, uh, you know, state and, uh, you know, lake or, or whatever. And uh, so they'd say that it's merely a uh, representation of, uh, of what Jesus was trying to get across. Uh, and we, we reject that. Uh, that has been the constant teaching of the church since the church began. And I really... Uh, only understood this when I started reading from the early church fathers, those uh, who sat at the feet of the apostles, and they wrote a lot themselves. It didn't make it into the Bible, but um, you know their record is clear and their record is consistent that when Jesus said, this is my body, he meant that um, in, in a metaphysical way, um, that that what he was offering, this bread, was transfigured into the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. And when we ingest it into our bodies, we receive the graces that uh, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ is giving us so that we can continue on in the journey. And again, I stress, um, if you feel differently than this, I urge you, to read from the early church fathers as to, you know, go to any Catholic bookstore and get a book on the early church fathers. Uh, there's one uh, by Jimmy Aiken called The Fathers Know The Fathers Know Best, and it's available from Catholic Answers. So Google Catholic Answers, you can order that online. But it will show you quotes from early church fathers that this is always what was believed. And I might add, 
this is um, uh, this is a Passover meal. Jesus is is uh, celebrating the Passover here. So, given that, I think it's important to understand that our Jewish friends, when they celebrate a Passover meal or a seder, as they call it, at Passover, they also recognize that it is uh, the event is more than a mere um, uh, re, uh, a representation of what was uh, of what went on in the past. Um, they think uh, our Jewish friends think of the Passover meal as a memorial, and what that what that means to them is different than what most Americans uh, understand that word to mean. To our Jewish friends, the Passover means that they are transported, kind of, if, if you will, in a metaphysical time machine, if you will, so that they're not just remembering what their ancestors did in the Passover, which was their delivery from the Egyptians. You doubtless, you, you know um, about their escape from Egypt and Pharaoh and the crossing of the Red Sea and all that sort of thing, uh, which we will study in depth when we get to the Old Testament. Um, but they recognize that it's more than just a memory of what other people did. They recognize that they are transported as if they are present at the exodus from Egypt, as if they are actually there. And so it is no accident that Jesus set up his Passover meal in the same way. So that 2,000 years later, when you go to receive at communion, it is as if you are at the Last Supper along with the apostles. That is so powerful. The image of that uh, makes me, uh, I'll, I'll be honest, there are times when I actually cry realizing that I am truly in the presence of Christ. Our Protestant friends say, gosh, wouldn't it be great if Jesus could make himself present to us so that we could see him? And we, Catholics, at least we Catholics who believe in the real presence, which is the history of our church, uh, recognize that we can see, we can taste, um, you know, Christ uh, within us. And that is very, very powerful. So again, when you think memorial, when you think of the mass, realize that this is not just a memory, but much more. We are physically present at the Last Supper. That should just blow you away. Okay, we'll talk more about that um, uh, connection with the Passover uh, shortly, but let's go through it. So Jesus took bread, said the blessing, broke it, giving it to his disciples saying, take and eat, this is my body. Again, this is my body. Then he took a cup, gave thanks, and gave it to them saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which will be shed on behalf of many for the forgiveness of sins. Um, I tell you now, from now on, I shall not drink this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it with you new in the kingdom of my Father. So let's unpack this a little bit. You heard me say that this is a Passover meal, 
but it's a new covenant. So it takes this Passover that our Jewish friends have observed for thousands of years and kind of adds on to it a little bit, okay? You've already heard my explanation that this is a memorial in the sense that it's not merely a memory, but that we are actually transported to the Last Supper. And so we is it is just as if we are one of the apostles, okay? Um, what are some other connections between the Jewish Passover and our, our communion, if you will, our, our supper with the Lord? Well, in the Passover, the Jews are commemorating uh, their delivery from slavery at the hands of the Egyptians, and we are commemorating that we are delivered from the slavery, from our slavery to sin, that um, this gives us uh, the strength, if you will, to um, uh, potentially be resurrected if we, you know, if we um, stay with, uh, with Christ and, and his promises, if we persevere to the end with him. Okay, so let's look at some, not all, but some of the, of the similarities between the Jewish Passover and the Christian Mass with regard to the preparation involved and with regard to the meal itself and some of the other symbolism. Um, first of all, um, the Jews are supposed to remove all leaven from their house before they celebrate the Seder, just as we, and leaven, by the way, represented sin in the Old Testament, leaven in bread. It makes the bread rise. That's one good thing about it. But they're supposed to remove all leaven from the house. Why? Because they had to eat unleavened bread on their journey from Egypt. They didn't have time for the bread to bake. We are supposed to, and remember, leaven uh, meant, uh, was a symbol of, of, of uh, symbolic of sin. We, before we go to Mass, we're supposed to remove all sin from our, uh, you know, from, our, from the presence of God. Why? How? By confessing our sins before Mass and also for the, uh, for the less serious sins uh, in the penitential rite of, of Mass itself at the beginning of Mass. There's a hand-washing ritual for the high priest in the, uh, you know, for the priest in the Seder Mass. And of course, in the, uh, uh, our priest, uh, you know, there's a hand-washing ritual before Mass um, also. Um, in the Jewish Passover, an unblemished lamb is to be served. Lamb is to be served. We know that Jesus referred to himself as what? The Lamb of God. And this unblemished lamb in the, in the Jewish service was supposed to be killed at 3 p.m. And Mark, in his gospel, we don't read it here in Matthew. They don't, you know, if you read all of the gospel accounts, you get all the details, but each, each writer didn't include all of the details. Um, in Mark's account of, uh, of the Last Supper, uh, he says that um, Jesus was killed at 3 p.m., that's in Mark chapter 15, verse 34. Um, uh, in the Jewish Passover, no bone of the lamb is to be broken. And in John's account of the Last Supper, uh, John chapter 19, verse 32 on, it, it says that uh, 
when Jesus was crucified, no bone was broken. So it was important for John to mention that, just as it was important for Mark to mention that Jesus was killed at 3 p.m. Uh, there are candles lit uh, during the uh, Passover service for our Jewish friends, and we are reminded that Jesus is the light of the world. We'll see that in John chapter 8, verse 12. The meal itself, we see that the Passover meal for our Jewish friends consists of unleavened bread and, uh, uh, of course, our own, um, our own meal, if you will, uh, the body of Christ as, as we receive at communion. Jesus refers to himself as, I am the bread of life, John chapter 6, verse 35, and that's also unleavened, if you will. Uh, the Jews are to eat uh, bitter herbs as part of the Passover meal to remember the bitterness of slavery. And we are to remember our sins as we uh, approach, uh, approach uh, celebration of Mass. Okay, uh, again, we talked about the lamb. Um, you have to eat the lamb in, in Judaism. You must eat the lamb. There is no substitute. You know, you can't have prime rib or something like that. You must eat the lamb. Um, and uh, Jesus, of course, being the lamb of God, you consume that at communion. Okay, you can't just take it home and put it in a box or whatever. Okay, uh, another thing that I think is very interesting is we see uh, in this brief account of the Lord's Supper that Matthew gives us in chapter 26, we see uh, wine is, is had. But um, in the Jewish uh, tradition of Passover, there are four cups of wine involved. Now, not all of them are talked about. Certainly not all of them are talked about in uh, Matthew. But uh, one cup of wine, the first cup of wine, which is not mentioned in this account, is called the cup of sanctification. Uh, Luke mentions it, by the way, in Luke chapter 22, verse 17. Um, so then the second cup is called the cup of plagues. That's not mentioned in the Gospels. Um, but it refers to deliverance from uh, the, the plagues that the Jews uh, went through. The third cup that our Jewish friends um, um, have at Passover is called the cup of redemption. And that is the cup that Jesus speaks of here in verse 27, where he says, Then he took a cup, gave thanks, and, and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is the blood of the covenant which will be shed on behalf of many for the forgiveness of sins, okay? Then there is a fourth cup uh, in the Jewish Passover called the cup of completion. And this fourth cup was not drunk by Jesus at the Last Supper. He even says in verse 29 here in Matthew chapter 26, I tell you from now on, I shall not drink this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it with you new at the kingdom of my father. That is the cup of completion and he will drink it with us in heaven. So that is the, uh, you know, your, the, the final thing. He, his work will be completed on earth shortly in the gospel accounts but uh, he will drink it with us anew when we, re when we are there with him in heaven. 
another fascinating thing I found about the uh, connection between the Jewish Passover and the Catholic Mass is the, the use of matzahs, that is, unleavened bread in the Jewish Passover. They take three matzahs, okay, now they just see that as, as three matzahs, you know, for the patriarchs, if you will, uh, Abraham, Isaac, and, or, and Jacob, if you will. But um, for them, uh, they have the three matzahs. Now this is interesting. In Jewish tradition, each year when they have the Passover meal, the middle, they, you know, they put three of them out, three of these matzahs, pieces of unleavened bread. The middle one, so is broken in two, okay? Now, what would be the symbolism for us in that? We see the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, if you will, the middle of that, it would be what? The Son, and the Son is broken, okay? So even though the Jews started doing this Passover a thousand years before Christ came into play, uh, came into this world as a man, um, they had been breaking the, the middle of these three matzahs, not realizing that while it has symbolism for them, it, it also has even more symbolism for us because we recognize that Jesus was broken. Then one of the broken halves is hidden until after the meal, so hidden. Just as Christ was hidden in the tomb for what? Three days. Again, three is one of those numbers, right? Okay. Then, uh, after uh, the meal is over, that broken half of the matzah, which had been hidden, or we would say Christ buried, is brought back uh, to the table. And how is it brought back to the table? It has to be found by a child. Just as we would say that Jesus has to be found by us. I mean, he calls us, but we have to, we have to uh, find him, if, if you will. And uh, so it has to be found by, by us, okay? And the child who finds it gets a great reward. Just as you, as, as you discover Christ who has laid himself out, who has been broken for you, you get a reward of eternal life with him. So I think we see that there are quite a few parallels and it's certainly not an accident, certainly not a coincidence for all of these to take uh, place at the Jewish Passover, which was celebrated by Christ as also our Last Supper and uh, right before he was offered as a sacrifice, just as the lamb is offered as a sacrifice in the, in the Jewish uh, tra tradition. Also, I find it interesting in the, in the Passover service our, for our Jewish friends, a door is opened, you know, to the outside. And that is for Elijah, the prophet Elijah, to come in. Why do they look for Elijah every year at Passover? Because Elijah is supposed to, um, you know, come in and show them uh, you know, where the, uh, where the Messiah is. So they're looking for the Messiah. We have found the Messiah. Uh, he brings peace, not a peace in the way that the world understands peace or the way that the, our Jewish friends are still looking for peace. Uh, uh, that is to say, 
uh, not absence of war and, and that sort of thing, but e eternal peace and internal peace and eternal peace of knowing that we have uh, eternal life with Christ, which uh, makes up for any injustice or quote unquote unfairness that we will uh, experience on this earth. Well, we're about out of time, but hopefully you can see uh, the relationship between Passover and our mass. And uh, most of all, I hope that you can see that just as with the Jews, our mass is more than just uh, remembering those who have gone in the past. Uh, it is us actually present at the Last Supper, at this sacrificial meal. So with that, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Lord, um, we, we thank you so much for the ultimate sacrifice that you made. No love, uh, no, there's no greater love than that of one who would give his life for his friends. And Jesus has done the ultimate sacrifice for us. Uh, and if that was where the story ended, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be talking about this stuff. But we also have his resurrection, which gives us hope in our own resurrection. So help us to ponder this uh, the next time we receive communion, that we are actually there and that we are receiving the graces that he intended for us to receive. Um, we ask this in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So come back next time and we'll continue on in chapter 26 and we'll look at Peter's denial. We'll ask the question, hey, how come if Peter denies Jesus, uh, he gets to be Pope and if Judas de denies Jesus, you know, he uh, ends up, you know, in, in, a, in, uh, in a bad way, you know, looked upon badly by uh, history, etc. How does that work out? Is that fair? How is that fair? So we'll talk about that. Anyway, come back next time and we'll, we'll continue this. 